let's look at chemotherapy, for example. Chemotherapy, yes, it can kill cancer cells, possibly. It can kill any cell. Here's the issue that I have with chemotherapy. When I see somebody that's handling chemotherapy, making chemotherapy, and they have to wear hazmat suits and gloves and you know, can't touch it because it's toxic, then why are you going to give it to a person who's already sick? I mean, does it make any sense? You ask a three-year-old child this question, I would bet you that 90% of the three-year-old children would get it. If that looks dangerous, then I shouldn't touch it. That's it. It's almost like sending in napalm because you've got an ant problem. So yes, you'll take care of the ants, possibly, but then you're going to take care of every other form of life, including the grass, and you're going to level the site just to try to get the ants. So the collateral damage are the people that live there, the same house as the ants, meaning that the normal endogenous healthy cells are also going to get massacred. Yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on a whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Do you love to see it? Dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Special episode today. Uh, first time guest well not not first time guest you were on the open lines but that's that that's that's something else that's a secret third thing i feel like uh when when somebody like when we have the lines open this is a little taste yeah and that was that was funny because that was that was on thanksgiving so i remember we did open lines it was not on thanksgiving but day before and then like i was like man why is everyone like canadian on this like space i mean not not (laughs) trying to you know not trying to hate but i was like this really crazy that a bunch of canadians showed up i didn't realize that you guys don't really do the thanksgiving so um Oh yeah, it's like a filter. Yeah, yeah it's kind of kind of interesting, you know. So, um, but her name—I mean, I—I I, I, who am I to say this is not a government name? Is uh, Geo, but it's short for Geo Titties. Mm-hmm. Ex- excellent. Uh, what is what uh, name? What kind of haplo group is that from? <laughs> oh god, nine nine. I don't know, '90s kid, just like a to geo cities i guess the, um, nice i don't even know what that is what was that uh, it's like, it was like GoDaddy. it was a it was a web hosting yeah. service in like the 90s no i don't i didn't know how to use the internet until like youtube came out so <laughs> like I, I would go on it but it was just like msn homepage, like and then whatever else so i yeah G- i hear people talk about geo cities but i was like that sounded like a game like a roller coaster tycoon game that's like what yeah. i thought it yeah. was Geo City had a lot of those, a lot of the early like ancient aliens websites, a lot of the weird shit, you know, a lot of the like just text, like green text, where it had like a revolving sphere or something, just cool. like mag- magically placed in there somehow with code. I bet yeah. Scott was on. I bet Scott was on. That. Scott was for sure. These yeah. guys, <laughs> he was for sure on that. But um, now you're like one of these people. I, you know, I we I've known you, talked to you for a while, but I was always like. You you strike me as kind of a one of a one of one type person because like some you that that too many people are like you but then like you've I've seen pictures you post like with your sisters and you guys all look a lot are you guys just as one like family that was inserted into society where you guys are all the same but nobody else is like you guys honestly yeah I, sometimes I think so my uh, my sisters and I all like 
have been, you know, recently pairing up and a couple of us had like falling outs with men and then gone back with them. And yeah, it, it seems like we're pretty unique, I think. That's a that's a very like uh, early two thousands rom com setting right there. Just all these sisters, man, they're back together. And, and they're <laughs> Falling out with men. Let's dig into this. A little yeah. Bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no well, well, kind of. Well, kind of. We do have. I do need you to to. You know, obviously, we're going to talk about something pretty heavy here. But like, I do need to talk about you. You have a Scientology connection. Tell oh, me yeah. about this. Yeah. Please just just I, I got it. We talked about it on our coast to coast episode. And then all of a sudden I wake up and there's this DM and you're like, you're like, and of course, it's like, yeah, I know what I know about Scientology. I was like, yeah, of course she does. Like, so uh, yes. please tell me. So uh, my ex fiance was raised Scientologist. Mm. He grew up. His family was like deep in it. Uh, we broke up unrelated to that. I don't I think it probably did have some negative effects in the way that any like serious religious sect can, but I don't, I didn't really perceive Sally to be any weirder necessarily than anybody else. They were more functional than my family for sure, which mm-hmm. were mm. didn't really have. I mean, my mom was Catholic and my dad was Jewish. But <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how this, how that's how this all happened then. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so he 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 lost his dad when he was pretty young to cancer, mm, and he uh, didn't he wasn't processing it very well. He was the second youngest of five, and he was not dealing with it well. He he was very like art, kind of always like a pretty artistic kind of like emo kid. But his mom just couldn't deal with it, so she basically shipped him off when he was fourteen to live with his aunt. Um, mm. And because of that, he never got to say goodbye to his dad. It's unclear if his dad could have survived. I'm, I'm not sure if he did chemo. Mm. I think he did, but later, and they originally tried to cure it with sauna, mm. which I'm like kind of based, but also yeah. dead. So I don't really, I don't really know. But so he got shipped off. He didn't really get to say goodbye, and I think that kind of fucked him up. But his sister uh, was the one kind of the most the most fucked up by it because she uh, did very well like within the cult. There's a lot of like weird practices of like shaming, like group shame sessions and like weird, just kind of like weird practices, but mm. she did really well. So she actually got shipped off to Sea Org, which is in LA, which is this huge compound where if you're like a very prom, if you're very promising within the religion, you basically can go learn and, and serve and whatever, but how they kind of keep you roped in is you will, I guess, I guess, I don't know. They, they, they were pretty cl- like closed off about it. She didn't talk a lot about it, but the long short of it is in order for her to get out, she ended up owing the church of Scientology, like 200 grand. Jesus. Yeah. So she worked at a bar. She worked like double, like a restaurant and a bar every day for like three years and paid them off and then opened her own like vintage store. And now she's just like a cool hot chick who rides motorcycles and whatever. I mean that's quite an origin story if I, if I could say so myself. She's really she's really cool actually. When we broke up, I was like pretty bummed about yeah about that. That was a bummer because she's yeah right. And so first off, how does the Church of Scientology collect? I've always wanted to know. I mean yeah I yeah like I mean do they go? It feels like they go through some weird bureaucratic way, but also maybe you know yeah uh, knuckles sandwich type thing. You know I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of it is like is shame, I guess, shame based. Like you have like your like their whole family, their family friends, like their whole community was involved in the church, right? So mm-hmm. 
um, to speak ill of it. Like he's a writer and he would always talk about how he would love to like write about it, but he felt like he couldn't because it would be, you know, it would be, it would bring a lot of like shame to his family and blah, blah, blah. Um, but like I said, like all that aside, his family was like really lovely and very, no more fucked up than any other family that I've known. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up one of my best friends. I, this is not the same thing, but one of my best friends growing up, he lived on my street and everything was a Mormon guy. And like, it was weird. It was like all normal. But then there was like a little twinge, a little twinge of weird, you know, where you're just like, yeah. something's a little off, a little like kind of like they, they would all like move like synchronistically. It was kind of crazy. It was like, like, but and then Monday nights, I wasn't allowed over because that was like Mormon family night. So perhaps that's when they just unloaded weirdness onto everybody. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But they were all really nice. And then the business, like Mormons would fund small businesses and stuff. Like they would just, they would, yeah, you'd owe, it's like the mob. You'd owe them, you know, a percentage of the business, but they would front you like the money to open up like a, um, like, Sai, you remember my, our, our friend, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the Mormon guy, like his dad, they, his dad had like an H&R block, like his own, like a little H&R block, yep. uh, like franchise and stuff. And they, I'm pretty sure the Mormon church put him up with that money. Like, I, I couldn't imagine why not, but I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, I remember like people would freak out about it, especially when like the South Park Mormon stuff would come out and South Park Scientology and all that stuff would come out. And I was like, they're not that weird, man. They just, they uh, were wasn't like, that a great week in high school though. Just ripping on him. Yeah. Yeah. No, boy, his yeah. mom, dude, his mom, God, I hope he never finds this episode. But like, his mom used to, I, she was like really modest, like with the way like Mormons would wear those crazy like prairie dresses. Like she would wear those on like their church day. You'd see them walking and stuff. But then she she would have like motocross windbreakers on on her off days to still not show like skin, like Travis Pastrana shit on. And like, and, and, but she would be like mowing the lawn and she'd have like a bunch of windbreakers and stuff. And then, uh, long story short, people would make fun of how they would have sex with his mom and say that it would take uh, an hour to take off all her windbreakers and stuff. Uh, he didn't particularly <laughs> care for those jokes. But uh, yeah. anyways, uh, let, let's uh, let's pivot because there's a very dense piece of work we need to talk about. Uh, the Truth About Cancer is a series that I have been uh, really wanting a lot of people to watch. But for a while, like you couldn't. Uh, <laughs> You couldn't. I mean, it was. It was. I, we had the DVD. My wife bought the DVDs. Like, I think like, when they came out, like her family was just like super into it and stuff. And I was always scared because I'm scared of, I'm scared of hearing about how people got cancer. I've like they're like I get those like weird creepy crawly like ugh, like do I have it like WebMD brain starts like kicking in and stuff like where they're like you know like even in the yeah. first episode you'll cancer hear about yeah you, yeah yeah right and you'll hear about it on this like the guy. There's like one guy who's like, man, my seatbelt just felt weird on me. And I'm like, dude, I've had that. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, and I had stage five pancreatic cancer. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I thought I, you know, like that type of stuff always scared me. And for years, my, my wife was like, you have to watch it. You have to watch this. Finally did. Absolutely. I mean, we, I haven't gone through all of them yet. I've watched the first three and I'm going to rewatch the first three along with the rest of them. Uh, but uh, it's made by Ty Bollinger and pretty much his whole family. And they, they're still very popular on Instagram and uh but had you ever seen this geo no but i remember i remember dming you about it like mm -hmm. ago or something i feel like you guys mentioned it in an episode and, like, oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. i was super great. curious because my mom had just passed away well she passed away two years ago and i feel like it was right after that um and i remember like looking for it everywhere and you were like yeah i think you just gotta like try and find the dvd i'm like i'm in canada like that's not gonna happen no. i guess yeah, the truth about Canada is you can't get truth about cancer. And uh, the, the 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 
I think it's on Rumble now. I'm going to link the first episode in here, but I think they have the whole collection on Rumble. Shout out Nucho Libre, Twitter, Twitter user, great Twitter user, found like the whole collection on, on Rumble. So I don't know if the Bollinger family particularly cares about that being available on, on Rumble. Hopefully not. It's hopefully it's not like a Napster situation, but they uh, they don't seem they don't they don't seem be, to be trying to take it down because it's been out for probably about four or five months. Um, and I know somebody in our Discord, the Rare Candy Discord, had like a big zip file of it. So um, obviously, I would say support the Bollinger family if you can, but because uh, they do a really, a really good job. Uh, it's a really extensive, great, and also this doc, this documentary. Before we get into it, it's actually really, it's really positive. You know, like even when they're talking about like Zyklon B being made by like stuff that chemo people make after a while, like Bayer and stuff. It's, it's, it's not the like scary. It's not like the Vaxxed documentary where I cried like a baby during the Vaxxed documentary because that was babies and that sucked. Um, but, you know, now you, you'd said you had lost your mom uh, two years ago and Sai lost his dad. I mean, how long has it been since your dad passed? Cy? No, that was like 20. That was actually right before Trump got elected. So and I feel like was, it was right yeah. before we started the show because I remember I hadn't yeah. talked to you for like a few or at least probably like a year i hadn't talked to you and then you were like oh yeah, yeah my dad passed um but he he yeah, didn't yeah. pass of cancer but you know another huge problem yeah. with this country he definitely had some cancer growing in there for sure that you could just look at him and see it yeah. <laughs> he's got some cancer going on yeah that's your secret yeah, talent is this your secret talent is you like your x-men talent is that you yeah, can see yeah. the cancer in people but uh <laughs> no um so and you know it's 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 tough because you know, Ty Bollinger started making this documentary because he lost, I think, both of his parents to cancer. And his yeah. dad had, like, horrible stomach cancer. And, um, you know, it, it, it's sad because, like, you f- you hear about it with all these people. They're told all these, like, stories about how people reversed it uh, naturopathically and stuff. When they reverse it, a lot of times they're going off of the first doctor saying, like, yeah, you're going to die in, like, two days. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have no you have no chance, but you should still do chemotherapy. Which, you know, to a lot of people, unfortunately, the boomers, I know on the Whitney Webb episode, there were a lot of boomers that commented saying, leave the boomers alone. But I'm sorry, this this is true about them. They like are scared shitless of anything that's away from what their doctor says. Like, even if it's like you're going to die, they're like, well, if my doctor says it, then that's what I have to do. And it's really sad. And I, and I do wonder um, for both of you, like, I, I'm having this problem with my dad because he has Parkinson's and I'm trying to get him on a lot of like memory stuff right now to keep his brain sharp. And they both are just like, no, I don't want to do that. Rishi and lion's mane and like mushrooms. I'm like that. It's literally not. You take like Skittles packs full of pills every day. Like what? Like you don't want to take this. He's like, oh, they might clash. And I just wonder, like, did you guys ever have that with your parents where you're just like, I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get this through to you that maybe this can help, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, my, well, you knew my dad. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it was like kind of, I mean, like kind of barely, yeah. he's kind of a quiet guy. I barely ever well, talked to him. Well, yeah, he was the type that was always like, deba- he would, he loved to debate. He was like a debate <laughs> dude. He, he was like, kind of had like a little, like yeah, that energy in him. And so he would all, we never knew if he was disagreeing with us kids. And he always was trying to get us to think about shit in different ways. And we never knew if he was just disagreeing with us kids because he actually believed it or he just wanted to like get us to think, you know, like one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. So, he, so he like me sort by controversial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he sort yeah. by controversial. Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah. That, that's definitely him. And, uh, but, uh, he, 
but yeah, he definitely didn't like eat that great. He was really big into exercise. He was a huge racquetball player, like up until the end, you know, and uh, crazy. And yeah, and he, uh, so that was his main thing. He's like, I don't care what, if, if I get the blood flowing, like that's probably he'll heal all disease and everything. And then I, that's when I was like going plant based and getting all hippie, you know, herbal and all that shit. And we would talk about it and like kind of argue about it lightheartedly. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, blah, blah. blah. And then he had his, the way he, he the way he passed, he, he had a heart attack and then he went to the hospital. And then like a week later, he had another massive one and that took him down. And mm. in that week between, he like emailed us and then I called him, talked to him on the phone. And, and I remember he was like, he was like, yeah, man, like I'm going to get a juicer and we're going to like, we're just going to change some shit around and we're going to do it. And I remember thinking, I was like, damn, that's all it took. And like, and he wasn't like a scared of death guy. Like I never thought he was like scared of, of dying or whatever, you know, like I think out of all the people I knew, he probably cared the least about it. But even him, like when faced with that, that choice he was like all right time to get on the juice and he fucking never juiced never ate vegetables <laughs> anything like that so it was just interesting to see that that like even him at that state wanted to make that change but what about what about you geo yeah it's it's sort of similar but with my mom it was a lot of she was a single mom and she had a pretty tough a pretty tough time with us um and i won't go into like too many details but she was she was an alcoholic she had some drug problems mm -hmm. too so she you know, a lot of my childhood was spent, my early 20s was spent, like, you know, calling agencies and trying to enact changes such as custody, whatever. It was, right, it was pretty, right. pretty chaotic. So, uh, yeah, but she never, she definitely never, could never, was never able to, like, take take any of that advice or, or really hear, hear any of us out. Um, but, of course, like when she got diagnosed with cancer she kept it from us that it was palliative like mm. she we found out i think six months before she died that she was uh that she had had gotten cancer because my sisters i think they eavesdropped on her telephone call or something like they figured oh. it out or something like that and um yeah she she kept from us the severity of it um and, but she she did kind of the same thing she did kind of that was kind of what woke her up and she stopped drinking and and smoking and stuff um but it was it was too late i do i do wonder if she hadn't had chemo you know how her prognosis would have changed um but at the end of the day she didn't even want me to know that she was dying you know, that yeah was, which is really tough obviously and there was a lot of like there was i would say some anger mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day, that was her death story that she wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because it's like, you know, you think about it in a sense like I've been trying to I've been I'm so fearful of dying, but almost in like a narcissistic way, like where I'm like, well, how, who, how are these people going to carry on without me? You know, like this this type <laughs> of like really like dumb way, like to think about very vain, I, I guess, is the way is the way to put it. But I've come to terms now just that it's. It's up to me, but it's also not up to me, you know, but in this scenario, like we're talking about with cancer, like environmentally speaking and food wise, it's very preventable. Like this is not something God, God didn't put aspartame in Diet Coke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like God, none of that stuff, happened. you know, insert carcinogen here. They're, they're everywhere. Um, but so I, I do think in, in the problem with this is that it it's one of those things like we can prevent, but I, you know just to hop into the documentary uh doctors right i mean my parents 
worship their doctor. I, th- I would imagine almost everybody whose parents have been going to the doctor since they were a kid, especially if they grew up in the 60s, like post polio, they heard about the polio nightmares and all that stuff. So they they're just all about what to do what the doctor says. Going to the doctor is a privilege. So do whatever he says. This is about doctors. They are kind of dumb. Um, and I'm I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, you should never. T- I've had pleasant conversations with people that are doctors, but you hit a wall at some point. Uh, they don't have that like creativity that like you'd, you'd hear about like old classic doctors. Like they'd be like, Oh, and he's, he's trying this like insane method and like all that stuff. It's like, they don't, they can't. I mean, it's yeah. become this, it's, it's become this industry. Even and if they, uh, like legally permitted, even if they're legally permitted to, mm-hmm. to exercise some creativity. Like I have a, I know somebody who's pretty close to me. Who's not a dear friend, but is like pretty close to usually going through medical school and just the, what they put those, kids like what they put them through is psychotic it is up like it's so traumatizing fluorescent lights hyper memorization 13 14 15 hour shifts resuscitating people going right back to work yeah it really is in my mind it is like analogous to like the the military it's just completely Mm -hmm. traumatizing um and i think it's like that for for a reason yeah yeah and and i'll tell you what they don't put them through nutrition Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at in this documentary and again, I, if you haven't watched it, probably not a bad idea to pause it and pause this episode, watch it. It's two hours long. It's a smooth two hours. It's not boring. It's not a slog. Every no. part of it is essential information. It's not overly testimonial, but the testimonials are phenomenal. Uh, and, but the thing that starts off right away is they ask like the based cool doctors, like, uh, Sai, you know, doctor, I think it was, is it Joseph, Wright? Uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the Tacoma, Washington guy who had his clinic raided. He's Purple just like, yeah, he had the cool suit. He had the cool suit on and everything. He was, hey, I, I loved his office with the plants and everything. It was so sick. Yeah, and, he's like, was it? He's like a, he's like naturopath version of Dan Pena. That like crazy, you know, you know what I'm talking mm, about? Nah, I, I know exactly just, what you're talking about. Yeah, and he raided my shit with guns. And he's yeah, just like he screaming. Got, he got his clinic, and we'll and we'll and we'll yeah. definitely get into that aspect. But he just basically says. I had like an hour, literally an hour in like four years of like a hardcore medical school. And this is a dude that went to Harvard. Like this is not some guy who just a lot of these naturopathic doctors have that degree. They decided to split off because they realized that's not what they signed up for. So a lot of these guys, it's not like, you know, oh, I, you know, uh, have a middle school degree, uh, didn't even attempt to go to high school, but now I'm a doctor. Like that's how a lot of people frame, you know, naturopathic doctors and stuff but they have an hour's worth of nutrition because the whole concept of i guess western medicine because i can only speak on western medicine is reactive right you come to the doctor with a problem i have a solution let me get out my little pad and you know write it for you it's never like how do we get out of this you know of course they have like hey you know like they uh, my grandma was was uh you know she was in her 80s but she got diagnosed with cancer and she smoked for a long time, but she had quit, you know, 30 years prior. So it wasn't, I couldn't imagine it was that, that did it, but she was constantly doing the butter substitutes because she was scared of heart disease, <laughs> butter, su- not butter substitute, but like the, I can't believe butter spray, which is demonic, uh, and uh, butter buds. There were these things called butter buds that you would just put over like green beans. Like she was insane. She loved it. It tasted terrible, but she loved it. She ended up having uterine cancer. That was one of the most painful things I've ever seen somebody go through. And it was just in a span of a couple of weeks. And I just wonder, like, is 
people have accepted that as the end of life. Like that's just how life ends. It's either heart disease or cancer. And that's like the scariest part about all this is like, you'll hear people talking about it. They're like, well, when I go, I want it to be in my sleep from like a heart attack or when I go, I want it, you know, eventually I'll get cancer one day, you know, just these, that kind of thing is so weird to me because it doesn't have to happen that way. Right. And, uh, but yeah, you'll hear these doctors talking about hours worth an hour of nutrition. They had to go their own route. And then they, when, once you study more about nutrition, you probably realize a lot of the stuff you learned in medicine was, was bullshit, you know? Why well, I, I hate how, how real doctor, like, like the, the fake dumb ones that we're making fun of, they get one hour of nutritional training, but then they pretend like they're nutrition experts for the rest of their fucking career. You know, like when you, when normies ask some questions about nutrition, they're like, oh yeah, just do that and that, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, you don't know, dude. And yeah, yeah so I, I think that's that's an interesting part of it. Yeah. I never yeah. I never been so condescended to by a healthcare professional until I inquired about the COVID transfection right after my mom had died. I was not, I was working construction, so it didn't really matter what I did. Yeah. Um, but I also mm -hmm. was really resolved to have a child that really like solidified my my ancestral duty, let's say, losing her. So I was like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck around. No one's getting near like me or my body unless I feel good about it. So I just called them and I was like, the nurse, the nurse's hotline. And I was like, yo, um, how about, how about, uh, that other like non mRNA shot? Like, is that available? Like, can I get that if I come? And the nurse basically said like, shut up. <laughs> not in exact, not in these exact words, basically like, sh like shut up. You'll get whatever we give you. Like every, she literally said everything we everything that we give here is safe and effective, and you'll get what's available. Jeez, Same here. Gosh. My my mom went to one of those mass clinic things that, of course, had an awesome QR code appointment thing that you could make, which <laughs> lovely that 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 uh, that exists. It was at some like fairgrounds, and then like you'd see all these like monster horror. It was like around Halloween time, I think, <laughs> when she got it. So I'm like, it's a really cool aesthetic to the whole thing, and uh, these white tents and like masked people with like zombies in the background. But she, uh, I remember asking her after because I was, you know. I, she hadn't pushed me on it yet because she her age group could get it first. I knew she, I knew that was coming, but I was like kind of she was like wanted to talk all about it because it was like the first thing that anybody had done in like a year was go get a vaccine. And <laughs> she's like, yeah, I was like, so which one did you get? And I'm like, God, please just say she got the JJ. And she's like, I don't know. I was like, oh you don't God. know. She was, yeah, I mean, they're all, it's all like competitors, right? They're all, comp I'm like, oh my God, did you, it's like Shark Tank or something. Like what the, like you, is this going into your blood? Like, I'm just yeah. like, we, we, I don't, I don't understand it. Like they, they put no, it's, I don't know. I, it's just, it couldn't yeah. be me. And then obviously we got into a fight about uh, once it was my turn. She said, Hey, did you want to use the app that I had to get your appointment? I was like, absolutely not. It's not happening. So uh, it was doesn't then, know what which one she got but puts the rishi up to the fucking microscope the nutrition label like what the fuck is dude, this you know I, it's with my it's, yeah, i don't think that combines well with your dad's medication i'm like well then maybe my dad's medication sucks if you can't have a fucking mushroom maybe that <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the issue here but uh so anyways uh not about that but uh the Flexner report is one of the first things that i never knew anything about uh in this and that was abraham and simon flexner uh along with the Carnegie and Rockefeller, which those are two cool names, uh, spent the beginning of the 20th century. They were basically pouring money into like to change the scope of medical school, because like honestly, pre pre that medical school sounded sick. 
Like it sounded yeah. like you got to just like, hey, heal this lady any way you can. You know, like it was like yeah. kind of a free, like a free range kind of thing. And that's why you'd always see like the old things with the doctors. They were kind of zany guys, you know, like it was kind of those old like vaudevillian kind of doctors back then. And uh, so they would shut down and also pouring that money in. It basically there. I'm sure that it had to have been a lot of them, but all the homeopathic facilities shut down at that point and i'm not sure how they did it but it doesn't sound like it was pretty uh probably damn near demolished the buildings i would imagine especially the way the rockefellers moved back then you have andrew carnegie who owns a steel company so uh, i can imagine that was not the that was not a a smooth transition but uh they wanted to implement they wanted to invest in these schools that would implement petrochemical medication medication which is a really cool uh term that i that scares the hell out of me but uh then they would insert their guys on the board of directors of medical school. So they made it like they did with everything else, made it a monopoly. And uh, essentially, if you didn't graduate from a Flexner approved medical school, you weren't shit. You weren't practicing anything. That brings us to today where we have doctors that go to school for to learn about nutrition. They stare at a food pyramid for like an hour. Uh, and then that that's where we are. So that's that's a good history uh of it and this is all like again if you're like oh that's in that woo woo documentary no there's a national institute health version of the flexner report uh which they're like they're like thank god for the flexner report like that's like the (laughs) national institute of health because they're like people were just dying in the streets like oh and like all the people you'll see william gates is part of this by the way so william gates yeah and it's crazy how like literally like a few dudes setback well, i i honestly think this is such you can't you can't overstate this what you what you're the flexner thing what you're just talking about like a few people set humanity back by 100 years instantly basically and that's why i'm never you know everyone's like kind of scared to sound like a leftist now with like you know like oh billionaires we got to keep them in check and it's like okay that was an example of like yeah billionaires like fucking over humanity for for the for the whole 20th century and we have ramifications today basically and it's it's crazy man it's like yeah it's just like the uh, yeah like you said i wanted to go back to the med school back that you could kind of take a choose your own adventure book like oh, or yeah. Earl stein or something you know you could be like oh, and you probably have like a win-loss record it's like hey you're 32 <laughs> and 10 you know yeah. what i mean like there's 10 it. yeah 10 10 10 didn't make it but you're killing it so far you know like yeah uh, like, it, it makes a lot of sense it's right at the turn of the century right as the industrial revolution is kicking off so you can't really have all of these like sort of like Mm-hmm. you know totally dialed in healers running around because they would have been like yo all this shit is like really fucked up and really bad yeah. um so they had they had <laughs> yeah. not obviously because they're cramming people into cities they're you know putting bodies and wherever the fuck like yeah you know, it's 1910 uh yeah yeah, yeah. it's right at the beginning of the century yeah yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Mm-hmm. And you, this pairs really well with dissolving illusions, by the way, if anybody hasn't. Yeah. I mean, it's like that this part of it, particularly if you like, because I don't even know. I don't that book is very dense. I'm not quite sure. If, I don't remember that being mentioned in there, the Flexner report. So it's like that's just added with all the like crazy, scary, like kids working in like insane candle factories at like age six, like doing Mission Impossible stuff to get yeah. wax off of something. One of, and, the, one of the fucking craziest things I remember with that book is I'm talking about how like you don't, you don't, you, it's very easy to underestimate how much it fucks up a kid to lose their mother because, you know, like you, you, like if, if a mother dies from some like easily preventable disease, 
they had like eight kids and then none of them are getting breastfed. None of them are getting mm-hmm. like care and nourishment. Yeah. And, stuff. Um, and I had never really like considered the scope of, of what it actually means to take out like one. Oh yeah. That it's really. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Cause I mean, at least with dad, I mean, not that it's, it's better, but like you might have an older brother that can like step in and be the, be the dad in a sense, you know, like there's biological things of, of mom that just go away. Right. Yeah. yeah. You just can't, can't do that. And, um, yeah. So the flexor report is, is insane. Like it's, it's, uh, I definitely, everybody go check that out. Uh, look that up on your own time. Cause like it's, it's that you can read, you can, if you read the NIH report, it's, I always like reading the the propaganda part, but through the lens that I have after a couple of years of doing this show, you know, but like it's, it's always fun to, to, to read it that way. But, uh, so yeah, in 19, and then also in 1913, right? So we're three years into Flexner, you know, uh, and Carnegie just, nightmare world as far as health uh but it's probably being sold as progress i think people think that they're getting healthier and stuff and and uh and and whatnot but as we see now with the way we treat diseases and especially since covid we probably see like this might have been the genesis at least of uh, industrial revolution medical failures so uh the in 1913 the american medical association develops a propaganda department to eliminate quacks right so I, I like this is another kind of dissolving illusions thing where like, OK, the, the science at the time needs to be followed, although the science can change at any time. And we need to pour more money into the science to make better science. However, the science now is perfect. And if you don't follow it, you don't have a job anymore. Uh, so there, that's the constant thing, because at the time and they use it as an example, or not at the time, obviously, but, you know, years earlier, the science. Right. George Washington died of bloodletting which I didn't know what bloodletting was. They just slash your vein open to drain, whatever. And they're like, Hey, if he dies, he dies kind of thing. Like, you know, and you didn't have doctors that wash their hands before giving birth, which all of a sudden you have the uh, infant mortality rate uh, uh, completely goes up after doctors decide to wash their hands after they laughed. Uh, I think it was Dr. Simowitz. I think it was the guy's name uh, after they laugh him out of there. But uh, you got to get rid of the quacks though. Got to get rid of them. He dies in a mental institution. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He was nuts. That's an, yeah. dude, can you imagine so like being in the mental facility and a guy's like eating his own shit next to you and you're just like, I just wanted I want him to wash his hands. You know what I mean? Like you're just like I just like I'm yeah. I'm going insane. They're like, whoa, that guy's really crazy, like the hand washing guy. Well, I can understand going like we all lived through COVID knowing it was bullshit as yeah. it was happening. And you're mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I, I think I, maybe I should be in there, dude. Like it's like I obviously don't belong in the real world where everyone's like in, in fucking 95 or whatever. I have some yeah. deranged rants in 2021 that are recorded of like kind of like schizo shit of just like, like, hey, it would be cool if we just had like a crazy dictator that was agreed with me. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, uh, like, hey, you know, it's all part of the process, I suppose. But yeah, uh, um, yeah it's just it's just insane. So, again, this is this episode. I know the next episode of, of Truth About Cancer is really interesting because it's uh, and I, I hope, Gio, you can join us for that one as well. It's uh, it's the the uh, it's like the breast cancer centered one, which is which I, I know I've seen that one once. It's insane. But uh, even this one itself, uh, you have chemotherapy, right? Chemotherapy is uh, I, I don't remember exactly when that started, but chemotherapy is like the thing. This is such a psychological struggle for me because I, I had a tough time accepting it. At first, because chemo, like cancer is one of those things where a bunch of people die from it. People still die from it all the time. Young people, old people, like it happens. 
but we still for some reason and we see the horrors of chemo like we see it like it's just it, people look terrible they feel terrible i know people who have gone through chemotherapy they're like i actually will never do that again i don't care what happens yeah. and uh, it, like regardless if and probably when the cancer comes back because you did chemo uh when that happens they're like i'm just it's like people like criminals are like i'm not going back to jail right when they do their next robbery they're like i'm we're going out in a gunfire it's like that kind of thinking that people get because this stuff is so toxic but chemotherapy comes from uh i, I didn't realize this either it comes from a, a mustard gas study that was used in italy so it was a warfare so what they saw in the in the post-mortem of the mustard gas thing in italy was that lymphocytes were down whereas in leukemia and like other like hot lymphoma all these things you would see the lymphocytes go up so they were like that's let's implement that the mustard gas thing where we saw in a dead guy's body which i i took a pretty uh, that was pretty suspicious to me i'm like oh you guys just thought to check it just so happens that yeah you're like, good oh, point just see what's going on like you know, it seems like a, a pretty convenient, a pretty convenient narrative. I, I don't expect the doctor entry to get into that necessarily. Well, that's that's what makes them so smart, though, and we have to trust them because they're so smart that they thought to do that. Yeah, so, or, mm -hmm. or you fucking bombed a bunch of people on <laughs> purpose to yeah. see what the fuck would happen, and it was yeah. a. You know, the war was pretty uh was just you know just I, I could see one of the weird doctors like going around and they're like jim don't check the lymphocytes come on like it's they're dead like <laughs> don't just leave them alone like don't you always do this and he's like they're fucking you know he's like freaking yeah. out like we have something here guys yeah uh but uh that's insane the genesis of of chemotherapy but uh another thing that happens and i did have to uh, check this out because it's <laughs> It's another thing where I read the normie report of this to verify it. And it's it's a really funny spin zone. But a large portion of oncologists would not take the chemo drugs that yeah. they prescribe. And, it, and I thought the number was weird when you said 80 percent. Right. Ty Bollinger says, eight. I'm like, is it really 80 percent? Like, I feel like a lot of them are super blue pills. I'm like, 90. I think it was it 90. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah and that's a, once we start getting into 90s, I get like kind of like that seems yeah. fake. But like it's not and uh, at least through the through the study he's citing is not fake um and uh it's from the uh i'm trying to think i think it's uh i forget what study it was but i they do they do link it in the documentary uh but they you know chemo drugs they they say they won't prescribe it but they know that it's malicious like they see what they do like they see the way people come in and they see that you know a big red pill in chemotherapy is that people who take chemotherapy overwhelmingly die within five years of taking chemotherapy. And when you think about it, like, let's take, like, let's say if you've been listening to the show for a while, unless you listen just to laugh at the weird stuff we say, you probably don't think the COVID vaccine did very well. These numbers are way crazier than even the COVID vaccine. And this is something that's, it's not even like COVID thing is like a, a different thing. Cause it's, you need to take this, even though you don't have the virus yet, you could get it and this could happen. But like this, this is being sold as like the way out because you're on your last legs. Like you're taught, you taught, you have this, this, this disease that is going to take you out. Like, unless you do this, but then it's also, a standard of care, yeah. standard of care. Standard. Yeah. My grandma's on it right now. And guess what? It's her second go round or she might, she might have to, and I hope she doesn't, but she will, she will. If she, if, if they suggest it to her and, and like they never put two and two together of, of what happens uh, with that. But the med, the Stanford study about this is kind of like, 
they're doing like the weird they're doing like a real spiritual thing stanford wrote an article about this in 2014 right around when truth about cancer came out uh so it almost feels like a we won't mention the documentary but we're going to respond to it and uh I, it's written by this doctor and from uh, Palo, uh, Stanford Hospitals and the Veterans Affair of Palo Alto Healthcare System, uh, and she's just saying like, "Oh, it's uh, actually like these doctors like they're kind of like spiritually like ready to go when they get cancer, so like they won't get chemotherapy because like they're gonna like do the Steve Jobs opt out, you know? And it's like, no, they know it's fucking poison. And the doc- like some of these doctors, like a real oncologist, I bet you knows. Like they have a stash of like frankincense and shit like that in the in the thing. I you can't tell me they don't. Mm. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to think that my mom would would have like would have listened to us if we had given an opportunity because my sisters and I are all pretty like red pilled on health. We've all been really disillusioned by the healthcare system in our early twenties. My sister has PCOS. I had like really weird, just like. UTIs out of nowhere for no mm-hmm. reason because I was because I had an eating disorder and I was really depressed but whatever the healthcare system couldn't deal with it at all they just prescribed me like antibiotics they're like you're Ugh. just gonna be antibiotic every day for the rest of your life and I was like that's fucking crazy I'm not gonna do that so sure enough I had to like do my own you know eastern eastern medicine I mean uh, if you don't mind saying what did you what what was your uh method for combating UTIs um, so it, it basically started spreading to my kidneys, just that whole yeah. system of the body was just getting really fucked. And if Ugh. you know, you know that your kidneys don't, you're, you're really, fu- if you fuck up your kidneys, you're fucked. Like there's no opportunity mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to heal really. Um, and I basically went macrobiotic for three months. So just brown, 70% whole grain, organic brown rice, kombu, uh, blueberries, uh, what did I eat for protein? Uh, tempeh, I guess. Oh, wow. No, no caffeine, no milk, no eggs, no meat. Just like oh, apples, oats, like te- temperate climate fruits and vegetables, kale, um, but really specifically like no nightshades, no solanine, no um, none of that stuff. So I did that for three months and then slowly started to reintroduce. Um, I started with like eggs and white fish and that mm. felt good and then kind of slowly green tea, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the thing that I start continue doing throughout that was taking spirulina and chlorella as just kind of like a multivitamin, kind of multi-mineral calming, um, like have, has very cooling, they have very cooling effects on that system of the body, your kidneys and whatever. And yeah, no problems since. You sure it worked? I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, it's always what they do. They, they, they think you're a, a anomaly or something. Like, yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not like crazy. And sure enough, it was this huge, like this huge Bible of Eastern medicine that had like Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine. Uh, I don't know what, what else. And I just sat there with my friend crying because I was so stressed out. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm fucked. And she just threw the book in my lap and, you know, rolled us a joint and we just smoked weed and I just like leafed through it. I didn't read the whole thing, but sure enough, I just landed in a place that felt significant and like resonated with me and intuitively just kind of made the right choices and got through it. And, you know, I think it's, it is something, like you said, this documentary is really beautiful. And I think part of what was really astounding to me was people's resolve after going through that trauma to like protect themselves like it comes across as like you know chemotherapy was so traumatizing they just can't go through it again but the other side of it is their their body's instinct to heal is so powerful that they know that they're going to listen to themselves and they're not going to go through with this bullshit and like yeah it's really inspiring it's like so beautiful after after going through all that after being told you're not going to live and then blah, 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 and getting poisoned and you know they still have this strong instinct to just be like no 
know, yeah so- whereas whereas otherwise it's no you take the drugs you die like you need to die we need you to die so then we can do a we can walk a mile and raise money and then and then <laughs> and then susan g coleman uh, and the american red cross and american cancer society they get all this money and then we just keep pumping more money into like n- nothing that new into d- detection services, which I, that I, that's truth about cancer episode two is a lot of d- detection services and stuff about how those might not even be that great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the uh, w- interesting thing, and uh, I have to say, rest in peace to to he would have been a future friend of the pod, uh, Doctor Rashid mm-hmm. Buttar, Buttar, um, really. He's intense. I absolutely loved him. And and yeah. uh there is so he passed away like five days ago, like I think, or something. I I was tripping because I remember I, I messaged Gio. I was like, what the fuck? We were just talking about doing this. Like, like, and he's he's all in that in that show. And he's he's great. I love that he shows up in the lab coat for the for the for the interview, like uh and everything in, in truth about cancer. But there's a I'm not gonna say anything because I can't prove this, and this is definitely gets into like wacko mode, but like Look up uh, Rashid Batar CNN water bottle. I'll just say that much. Just go ahead and look it up. I'll let you guys uh, figure out what happened there. Because all I'm saying is if I do an interview with CNN and they offer me a water bottle, I'm going to go parched into the interview. It's fine. Because they don't yeah. they don't have RO water over there anyways, reverse osmosis. So I couldn't even – I wouldn't want to be fluoridated before the interview. Because, like, you know, it might have just been regular CNN water, you know? <laughs> Like, <laughs> like Jake Tapper's like I sh- I shower in it every day. Yeah, when, right, when he's yeah. Off of it. yeah, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's just heavy yeah. metals. Yeah. Um. But uh. Anyways, rest in peace. Don't mean to don't mean to lampoon his death, of course. But uh, um, he says uh that he or he he says that it, I couldn't find the study on this, so do with that what you will. But he says that forty two to forty forty six percent of cancer death. Is from cachexia, which I had never heard of that, but uh, it's loss of all lean body mass. So it's kind of similar to like AIDS, which I haven't done the Duesberg hypothesis or anything like that. But like, it's like a lot of people don't actually die of AIDS and HIV. The link to AIDS, it's 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 not. There's a lot of missing links. It's like theory of evolution. Like there's a lot of missing links in that. But like with these things, you have losing all your body mass. Yeah, that's going to kill anybody, right? And does the virus do that? Or he might suggest that the chemo is doing that. Um, and he, he, his theory is like, most people don't die of cancer and, you know, you have pneumonia, liver failure, and a lot of that stuff comes right after chemo and radiation treatment. Um, and there are testimonials at the end of this documentary of, um, from the, uh, Hoxie Institute, which sounds really cool, uh, about the lady there, which we'll, we'll get into later, who can kind of at least validate that line of thinking, I, I think. And so, yeah, like I said, 97% of chemo patients are dead in five years, 97. And this is per the 2004 journal of oncology. Right. And, uh, do with that, what you will with that number. Cause right. You could just say, well, that's just cancer. It's just, Oh, it's so sad. Even the treatment that we have just isn't enough. Or is it because I think we can cure cancer. I think we can like, and you know, if you get rid of all the quacks, but there's people who can testify to the quacks healing them through diet, through tonic herbs, through, um, you know, restrictive diet, bland diets and all that stuff. Who, who has it right? Right. Let's just have a control group. That's all it is. That's like one of the big things of this podcast. Let's have a control group. Let's have people who don't get vaccinated. Let's have all this. It, sh- it shouldn't be a five alarm fire, especially for cancer. That's not contagious. 
It's why they hate anecdotes. They're like, oh, you're bringing up an anecdote? It's because there's millions of anecdotes of people yeah. healing. The but then Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges can say, I'm, I got, I'm sponsored ad on there. And he's like, I'm still scared of large crowds. Get your fourth shot. Yeah. What the fuck? Like he, that? it's fine for him to yeah. say that, you yeah. know, fuck man. It shit makes me so mad. Yeah. I kills me. So, um, and it, there's a little more science that goes into, uh, I mean, 97%. And this is something that's viewed as life saving as if you don't get it. So what, if you don't get it, it's a hundred percent. It's a and 3% the sh- increase. And the shame, the shame that people get, like a Steve Jobs situation where they're like, nah, I'm good. I'm done on earth. I'm just going to let it take, run its course. And then people are like, you fucking idiot. You could have had, the, you could have cured it if you did this yeah. and that. And it's like, statistically, no, he couldn't. You, could you know what I mean? Lightning cable, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's bullshit. It's like, yeah, it's like, I, I'm a big, like, I don't know. I'm not really, you know, people have ideas on like the assisted suicide thing. I think that's bad for a number of reasons, but like the choice of people just yeah, letting nature take its course and the, their time on earth being done. For, first of all, your soul decides that it's like, you but know, it's cancer not, nature though. That's my thing. Well, yeah. So I, that's no, I mean, uh, and that, that's the, the black pill is that like, we, we are just so toxified. Even people that try like us, you know, like, no, we don't really know what's going to happen. You know, it's just, we've oh, never I, I fully plan on getting it in my life. Like I, like I'm the thing is like, I, it's not even like how to avoid it. I know you can, but like, look up in the sky, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, like look up in the sky. Yeah. we see what the planes are doing up there. Like, you know, I'm like, the fucking, yeah, I have my the, the oxy clinic fund already. I mean, I told my sisters, I was like, okay, you guys, we got to Mexico at and, some point. <laughs> oh yeah yeah Medical oh that tourism. could be your romantic comedy movie is like all your sisters are together and then then it's like you know sadly one of you it's got a tearjerker moment like sadly one of you gets sick and then you go to the hoxie institute and look at the guy that works at the hoxie institute oh my gosh you know <laughs> th- then you got it so um no and we'll, we'll get into the hoxie institute and the gerson institute as well uh oh, gerson, um yeah. i'm sliding i'm sliding to the co when i get sick i'll tell you that much i'm going to I'm going to mexico uh oh, yeah yeah i i'll tell you right now I, I will not take chemotherapy if they fucking let you yeah i'll, I'll get I, I can tan pretty well but <laughs> yeah the you know I, I can speak spanish i got a lot of mexican co-workers uh is a common theme on this show I, i'll just smuggle I'll, I'll i will literally be like dude i will my cancerous ass will be in your fucking trunk and you're gonna drive me across the border we're gonna get through man one way or another but uh yeah that's another thing that what, what if that was a reason too that they don't let that they have some strong border things like with those agricultural checks it's like hey are you smuggling cancer patients like we need you to i literally thought about that it's in my notes one of the first things i thought about was like the more you know there's a lot of talk about the fourth industrial revolution on like our side of twitter and thinking mm-hmm. about you know the gatekeeping of health through the next kind of frontier being ourselves and who's to say what health is or isn't because only a select chosen sacred few can actually look at the through the microscopes the cost a hundred thousand dollars whatever the fuck but you know, the more the more data, the more smart data they have on your body, the more they can predict before you even know that you have shit sickness. You know, so it's like you could you could think that you're all sneaky and smart. But they already know you have cancer, so they're not going to let you in Mexico. And but yeah, you, yeah. We'll saying that that was one of my first thoughts because I, I guess I'm just wired. No, no, that's that's the con. Thanks to everybody who wanted strong contact tracing for the cold we all went through uh, for three years. Thanks for everybody. Hopefully that never that will never get applied to anything else. Um, but uh, so let's see, where am I at here? Oh yeah, um, 
the science behind chemo too is, and again, a few doctors in this documentary uh, uh, attest to this is chemo does not kill the stem cell. Right. It kills the daughter cell, right? The stuff that mutates and spreads, right? Cancer is basically just cell mutation, right? That, that you can't control. Uh, it's not, it doesn't get to the root cause, right? So even when people say like, oh, they're in remission, you might just have that live stem cell in there because all you did was just nuke everything else in there along with essential things that you need, right? Because as uh, Rashid Batar says that uh, it's basically like, uh, it's like what he says, like taking like a, a napalm to an anthill, like when you're when you want to get rid of the ants in your yard. Um, and it, it's like you want to you want to do all that, but you still didn't get rid of the 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 thing that's that's there, like the the, the mother load of cancer that's that that's in your body. And that's I I would guess that's why you you have so much. Oh, it's back. Oh, my gosh, my cancer. It's, it's back. Um, so it's like, did it ever leave? Right. Like, did it ever leave or did the daughter cells just start showing up again? And that's when you go back to the doctor for your follow up and they go, oh, it, it's back. Now you have to now we got to do chemo. We'll do the same thing again. Because it clearly worked the first time. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's, you know, but but the, again, they don't blame the doctors all that much in this in this uh, in this documentary, which. I tend to still blame them a little bit, but they blame the scientists, right? Because the scientists are the ones who who know better. They watch. They actually watch this stuff happen, right? Like they actually watch. I don't know. Side, do you blame the doctors? You, the the for, I mean, it's one of those situations where it's like you're just disappointed. It's kind of like with the COVID thing, where it's it's like okay, should we? should we hold people's feet to the fire, you know, and like never forgive or anything like that? Like, no, you know, but also I'm disappointed, you know, like, I just think it's kind of, I, I expect people to be a little more critical thinking with this shit and like just a little more curious. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely, I definitely, I think it is a systemic thing. I don't blame the doctors, yeah. but it's, but it's like also like, come on, like, come, yeah. come the fuck on, you know? Right. And get creative. Yeah. I mean, I guess that whole concept of the, you know, post Flexner medical school is that you're not allowed to be creative. So just like, yeah. don't just put your head down and, and, and be get praised for every patient you save and every patient you lose. Well, I mean, we just, that's lack of funding. We need to get more funding. So it's not your fault. So it's kind of like they're given this, you know, you saw it during COVID, right? We keep going back to COVID. You saw the like Marvel figure picture of all the Marvel people saluting the doctors, you know, and like the, the all just doctors and our frontline workers. Like, it's like, dude, they were like putting ventilators down people's throat and killing them. Yeah. And it's like, as a doctor, if you can't look at that and just be like, I don't know if this is right. But it's so like, like I said about that being traumatized, like I can see if, if you went to school with these people and like, like you said, a lot of these, a lot of people in this, in this documentary, like did go to medical school and they kind of, they got that degree. These were their peers at the end of the day. They weren't that different yeah. from them. And they saw them get traumatized. Like we, I went to dinner with my boyfriend at the time and his best friend, whatever we went to dinner. And, and one and one of the girls at the table was is is this person I'm referencing who is in medical school. And she was talking about how that night previous they had had to intubate somebody who came in with COVID. And she was like, "Yeah, they, they flat they coded they coded, and so we resuscitated them, and had to go right back to our whatever our our shift whatever." And it was so crazy. Like I was just sitting there, like, obviously this person doesn't know that I'm not, they don't know that I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> That's the me. It's the meme. Nobody, yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the meme. <laughs> yeah. 
like my boyfriend at the time was the only person who knows and he kind of sat there and like looked at me and yeah, yeah, knew yeah. I was thinking yeah yeah he starts she's grabbing you she's clearly like seen somebody die and i think on an intuitive level these people know they do know what they're doing but there's this cognitive dissonance when they mm-hmm. like they have tr- tried to they pursued a career where they if they thought they're going to help people and you know, they've ended up in a position where they're doing exactly the opposite. And how do you square that circle without, you know, the cause of psychic break and, you know, the exceptional yeah. among them transition into holistic healthcare and God bless them for doing so. But I, it is, I can understand being sympathetic to those who aren't able to make that switch. And it is like, it's more an indictment on the system than on the individual. And I, I sympathize with, with her. Like she lost her mom to cancer five years yep. ago. Oh, it's it's kind of like a Shit. Stockholm syndrome thing, you know, where it's a, you know, these, these people, one thing yeah, I think about going, first of all, you're in massive debt. You work all this shitty hours. You make shit money for the first year or two or whatever. And then just also the environment. You go to the hospital every day. That's your job is to go to a hospital or a doctor's office, mm-hmm. which is not a fun environment, you know, and that that's all you know. That's all you know about life is like you're, you work all the time. And so, and so they kind of, you know, we, we all have those like doctor and nurse friends that are like, just get the fucking shot and you you could know you could almost feel behind it that they don't believe it you know but that they're they're just like flashing out and somewhat maybe this is just my filter over it you know but it's just but i i don't know i find like no one can look at the hospital system and see that that works you know with the exception of like mending broken arms and shit you know we are that's great you know like Mm -hmm. hospital or like car crashes you know but in terms of like actual you know, care. It's just, no one could actually admit that works. And um, yeah, I think it is a kind of, they, they've just been bamboozled a lot of the time. Uh, yeah. And, well, uh-huh. and uh counterpoint, uh, <laughs> the, the story about Dr. Farif Atta, who was prescribed, convicted of prescribing chemo drugs to patients who didn't even have cancer. Uh, that's when I yeah. start thinking, what the fuck? Cause there yeah, are kickbacks. Yeah. There are kickbacks, especially in like the oncology. I get it. Maybe like emergency room doctors. I can understand in a, in a quick, like almost like sports type, like quick thinking, like everything's moving fast. Yeah, sure. This is oncology. Your job is to, to, to at least do your best job to save that. But Dr. Farif Atta is his name. This is a Detroit guy. He was basically getting kickbacks from all sorts of places. And, and it, there's a, if it's, I think it's on justice.gov. Uh, they, they have an article about it. But uh, yeah, he was a hematologist, oncologist. He was sentenced to serve 45 years in prison uh, for his role in a healthcare fraud scheme that involved, that included administrating, administrating medically unnecessary infusions or eject, injections to 553 individual patients and submitting to Medicare and private insurance companies approximately $34 million in fraudulent claims. Some of these people died. By the way, yeah, like I'm sure, and, I'm sure most of them died eventually. Yeah, because look at the stat: people that take chemotherapy, like it's just you know even ninety six. So like I again, I'm being facetious here. Like I don't think all doctors are that evil. I but, I, I think the one sentiment that we can borrow from the left that I think applies here is a dab. You know, there's good people, but a dab, a dab, yeah. Hey, Dab. I, I mean, yeah, that's my thing. It's like, you know, if you like, I, I'm just not going to you. I'm just going to choose not. I go, I go to the doctor for my physical because I like, I don't mind them taking a look under the hood, just seeing what's going on. But like the dude was already trying to schedule me for like six immunizations during my physical. I was just yeah. like, dude, chill out. It's not what I came to you for. Like if yeah. this is a private business in America, 
customer service. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't come to you for shots, but uh, yeah. So it's, it's crazy, man. Like we, I mean, and like, that's the thing, like, I understand all cri- criticisms of a of private healthcare system, but like Geo, you guys have socialized health care, right? Yeah, it's it's not. It sucks so too, good. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so does does that mean? What do you think? Because it's it's social. It's like the Kyle Kalinske take. It's like all we got to do is socialize it. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's bullshit, like, right? Like it's not bullshit. The thing is, okay, there's a couple aspects. One is that even if you believe that that chemotherapy and, and I know some people who are you know yeah in our in our kind of sphere on the internet who are familiar with most of these arguments and who still think that in in more cases than I think we would say that chemo is useful and even they will admit that uh, or they'll be the first to just talk about how like basically all cancer treatment in Canada is like 20 years behind like I mean that might even be a good thing I don't know but basically the drugs that we have access to here are like way 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 behind what you guys have down there because i don't know i don't really know why maybe it's just like red tape i don't really know um but that's one thing the other side which i never really never really occurred to me until covid um and until my experience trying to potentially have a say in what kind of shot i got the idea of single-payer healthcare really eliminates any choice of the consumer and at the end of the day we are pay- we're paying like i pay out the ass for healthcare people say like you know oh well everything's free there like if you saw my taxes in quebec you would be appalled it's yeah. fucking crazy i may i think it's like it's like 20 percent. i owe the government me and my sisters like after my mom died we inherited our family home but there was like a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage so we paid oh. we got we got her pension which was three hundred thousand ninety thousand of it got taxed before it got to us the other 200,000 went through our accounts, paid off the mortgage. Oh. And then we did our income tax for that year. And guess what? Each of us owe $30,000 yeah. again. So that's $180,000 from like 200,000. Basically, it's like upwards of whatever. I don't even know. I can't even. It's like 40%. It's fucking crazy. So the idea that it's free here is retarded. And you know, it does, it also calls into question the actual agency that you have or any informed consent because the, uh, you know, the state ultimately decides it has full power over what, what kind of treatment. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, if, what, do I have to pay taxes on shit? I'm never going to get chemo. I'm never, all I need is the broken arm thing. That's all I need when I fucking go skiing and like yeah. hit a fucking tree, you know, Emergency like healthcare. Do, yeah, exactly. I, do I need to pay 30, 30 grand a year for that shit? You know what I mean? It's like, that I'm never going to use. It's the they're same. Like, they're like, like he's unva- he's unvaxxed. His arm's broken. Jab him a couple times, then get yeah. him into the hospital. Let's take care of him. <laughs> Call to We're COVID losing dead. him. Yeah. We're losing him. We're losing him. You're like alive with a broken arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to the assisted suicide shit. It's like uh, fucking crazy that that's being subsidized. It mm-hmm. is like a totally normal. Like I saw this this I don't remember. God, I don't, I don't know. I saw, I saw some tweet by somebody who got suggested, uh, suggested assisted suicide for something totally not a big deal. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Un- unemployment. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was so crazy. Like there's a, there's a department store here called Simon's. I don't know if you have it there. I've um, heard of it. It's like the Bay or I don't know what the fuck you have there. Nordstrom or something, whatever. Okay. Yeah. They did like a partnered uh, ad with the Canadian government to advocate for assisted suicide. That was like floating around YouTube a couple months ago. It was like the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. I've seen the ad. It's not. It's it, it's awful. It's so crazy. 
Yeah, no, it's awful. So, uh, no, nonetheless, I mean, like, that's that's the thing is, like, I don't know if there's, like, well, if we had X, then it's, like, no, you have to, you got to, like, uproot just the way we even teach, like, I, I care about the ethics of medical stuff, not so much, I, I care about the price because it sucks, trust me, like, I've had b- huge medical bills before, it sucks, but, like, I care about the ethics more so than anything because it's, like, I don't, I mean, I had a fighting chance to not take the COVID vaccine. I mean, I, I didn't. So like, and I, it wasn't tied to my employment. I mean, I don't work uh, at the libtard factory, but you know, like I, I ended up able to duck and dodge that and they did tie it to employment. It was bad. But like at the end of the day, I was like, well, and that was the only thing that was subsidized in America yeah. really like with our healthcare was like, was, was the shot. So it's like, it was one of those things that was a separate thing. And like this whole crisis mode thing, that was like its own separate thing so uh let's um i got are you guys good on time yeah yeah okay cool all right yeah because i got a couple i got a couple things here the 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 craziest thing and we we've no i think all of us know about like the insane like holocaust and like german nazi stuff in healthcare like we've heard about that but what that dude from the netherlands i think his name was dr matthias something i can't remember what his name was what he was talking about the the schindler's list like camp that they featured in schindler's list that was helping build the ig farben chemical industrial plant so it was like this huge i think i think it was 5 miles wide camp to develop all the chemicals that were used to kill the jews like and things like that and they they supplied the, the they were 100% the supplier for all these death camps and uh you know, Bayer's still everywhere, by the way. I just saw a Bayer commercial on my TV. Like, it's just, it's just insane. Like, all this stuff. Like, why, that's why I've always hated, like, pretty much almost always anti, like, cancel culture. Cause it's like, what, okay, this happens and we, ju- we just laud it. Like, these people are great, actually. Like, and it's one of the times that can be used against you anytime you say something anti Semitic, like make a joke or something. Not that we would ever do that, but like yeah, make they a literally little. literally killed. They made the chemicals. <laughs> I fucking saw a bear commercial on my TV. I could, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let's, let me just have a little a fun, dude. Let me, this, yeah. what a bank joke. <laughs> once yeah. like fuck like you know let me cook like it's it just it kills me when you, when you see this like didn't they not only okay they did the the ig farm you know that whole connection and then and then in the 80s they manufactured no they 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 sent knowingly sent aids tainted aspirin to to europe or something and they were like yeah we're just gonna move this product out and they like they just moved it dude they fucking did and that goes like, in the yeah. warehouse like yeah. oh what are we gonna do with the aids aspirin yeah <laughs> through a dart at the globe yeah yeah like, lower the price make a quick sale so it's just yeah. like yeah exactly yeah cancel culture yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, it's it's horseshit. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, until that happens, I mean, I still don't believe in it, really. But like, just at yeah, that exactly. it, until that happens, like, then we, we can't even have any conversations. I say everything goes until Bayer, and and you know, and then you have the Monsanto element of Bayer and all that stuff. It's like there's it's a company that should have been straight up gutted and abolished. That's why I'm not a complete libertarian because I'm like, when a company's doing something like that, death penalty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's uh, sorry. So, um, yeah, it's insane. That was an insane story. Just, just the fact that how much it lined up, like it was just, it was like something we would have thought of, like just as a joke, like, oh, I bet Bayer did the, you know, the, they made them do this and they, it was all the stuff that they were killed with later and stuff. It's, it's, it's insane. And these are people that like, that's the stuff that survived from like the Holocaust was like all the medical stuff, which great, you know, like that's needed that, um, but yeah, like so then on the on the meantime, you have people like Dr. Jonathan Wright, who had his 
you know, really cool clinic. God, that's another thing. I'm like, man, I, I was like trying to write down some of these doctors to where like, if I am like really sick, I'm going to be like, Hey man, like, what do you need from me? Like, what can I do to like be un- just get your care? You know what I mean? Or just some of these people like Dr. Jonathan Wright seemed like he really had it, had it going on. Cause he was talking about like, uh, um, did you guys catch that part about the, the Rife machine? Yeah. Which I don't know what you guys think about that. Cause I know somebody on our discord, shout out Zach was talking about that. Um, uh about about like i think it's like ant had one or something like it's pretty cool yeah. but like the whole like tuning free because i've been listening to some like cool paranormal stuff about like tuning frequencies about how if you just go around the right frequency you can actually like alter stuff and and all that like right. and uh like you know like geo you make music so like that's definitely like something that's like I, I would imagine makes a lot of sense like if just messing around with different tones and things like that but like one of, I, in music school one of our favorites we would like um, we would, uh, like, like go next to like furniture and shit and like try to find its frequency and sing. It sounds so retarded, but it was really fun. We would like, me and my friends, we would like sing like really, really tight dissonant frequencies and just mm-hmm. feel the weird vibration and like do it in different rooms, like the same pitch, but in different places around different furniture and different whatever. And just kind of like, just trip out. It was sick. Yeah, yeah. so fun. Yeah yeah no and like i guess the 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 theory of uh, the guy's name was royal raymond rife which is a pretty cool triple r name to be honest and uh yeah that is a hard r and uh yeah he he was uh i guess his theory and then then it's not reduced down to this obviously i would imagine you'd still have to diet and you know do your do your cleanses and and kind of really attack it you know from all angles but like he was saying that like look you find where the where the cancer bacteria right that's affecting the cells you find the frequency that that's on and just like if he used the radio like the radio metaphor it's like where you get to the station and it's crystal clear it's like you don't want to be there you want to be just around it to where it's muffled that disturbs the bacteria and ultimately kills it right so like that's it's an interesting way to think about it like these are things like just let's try this you know like yeah. if i'm told i have two months to live rife machine all this stuff like look if i'm gonna die like what's the fucking point like that's the thing we we tell these people they're gonna die so like why like it's not like they're being like oh we got you dude it's all good like you're gonna be fine it's a technology yeah it's it's a i i do think and i i think people in my camp get too obsessed with the diet they think it everything is based on diet all you need to do is diet and then like you you get obsessed with that and you realize it's not the whole picture and you got to, you know, deal with your emotions and your blockages and also, yeah, use some crazy hippie technology and shit like that. And um, I know David Wolf is into the, the zapper for parasites. That's another one There's you can create like a simple ele- electronic, like electrode thing that you put on your skin. And he said, he said people, you just put this thing on and like a oh, fucking worm will come out of your ear, like a parasite, what just like, fuck? cause it'll just, it, you just, it's a dissonant frequency for them, you know? And it'll just be like, nope, got to get out of here. The Howard Shore, David Cronenberg Ooh. music starts yeah. playing. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, this shit exists and yeah, like I, I feel, I feel that that stuff's only going to increase, you know, if you can get the diet dialed in to whatever that means for you. And you do like the and you're seriously sick and you do the rife thing or something like that, where it just kind of where it does what chemo is supposed to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like wipes it out. And then you start from scratch, you know, and then you can then you can add in the, the fucking mushrooms and all that crazy shit and like keep it at bay and keep it away forever. You know? Yeah, because you hear about like the Teslas and oh God, what was the guy's name? Marconi. 
right? The guy Marconi, the dude, the Italian guy that got taken out by Mussolini for not oh, building, yeah. the, giving him the death ray. Uh, yeah, those guys, they all had like these crazy like occultist things where like, you know, I know our side of Twitter, they, they hear a cult and they get really scared and run away. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, somebody else is going to harness that technology and use it against you. So you might as well like that if the shit objectively works, like tones and frequencies, instead of just calling every song you hear a psyop, like find a way to tune it to help you and cure diseases and things like that. Cause like you hear about Tesla, like we have companies named after him. We have, you know, all these things that dude was in tune with all types of shit. That wasn't just like fucking love science. You know what I mean? There's a reason these guys are special and stuff. And I think that's what we're missing out by not having this in healthcare, honestly, is, uh, is things like that. So, and, uh, and of course, that? like, Frequency is also a huge, like, you know, the, the conspiracy people who talk about the, the shots and blah, 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 and harnessing frequency to like, whatever, you know, it's, it's like, you think of, it like makes sense that they would shut that down completely because it, it would sort of provide evidence for, for what potentially they, the military able to do with their, mm -hmm. with, with their technology, like the, you know, fucking Travis Scott concert and even. Yeah. Oh you know, Yeah. Even people like, did you guys watch the any videos of kids at that show? Like, I remember yes. I, I was I watched like maybe two seconds of one, um, and the the sound, the frequency was so fucking upsetting. It made me feel so bad. I almost like threw my phone against the room against <laughs> the room. I was so freaked out. Mm -hmm. And you know, I compare that to like performing Arvo Pert in you know cathedrals all over fucking Italy, like little monasteries in Italy, and it's yeah. like. Like if you if you experience both of those things, it's, it would be crazy to say, right? You can't have a healing effect, and no wonder, right? No, no wonder no one goes to church. Well, and also like I, you know, you have, I mean, what is Travis Scott? I mean, it's going to be a very bass heavy show, right? And like I've been reading this book, it's called The Eighth Tower by uh, John Keel. Been doing the audio book on it, but it's it's uh, it's good. It, the guy's an interesting guy, John Keel. He did the Mothman prophecies and stuff. Uh, definitely like a, a a legit ufologist and stuff. But he was talking about like how all ancient tribes like they understood that a low bass tone like thundering bass tone was like a military type thing it was meant to you know the high tones like you know uh flutes and strings and stuff like those might those would end up being like a more calm gentle message and stuff but the bass tone of like you know a, a big drum that they would bury into the ground really thunder and stuff that was meant to send like a military type message and i'm not anti-808 drums it's fun today i say use whatever you want but it's interesting that something like that happens at like a travis scott concert where everything's thundering bass and like you know his stuff especially has just that crazy like dolby digital like jurassic park stomp to it you know like that just mm -hmm. makes it really uh really interesting how that happened so um the uh anyways the Hoxie method. The Hoxie method. I love. I love that guy. I love him. I. I would. I would give him all my money if I was a, like a billionaire. I would just. I would just astroturf Hoxie all day. Like just his clinic. It's amazing. Um, he is. Uh, I, they don't go. I, I, they didn't go too much into like how he treats. I mean, they just say like tonic herbs. Um, there was the guy who had pancreatic cancer, or um, and then or the lady that had pancreatic cancer, and then there was a guy who had uh, lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, that basically both of them were given death sentences. Uh, then the Hoxie method was basically they were able to go to work every day. They weren't just like bedridden, like Gilbert Grape's mom, you know, like they weren't just like done, and they were they were 
they, they were able to carry on with their life. Like, yeah, I was still struggling, still fighting a disease, but they were able to truly just eradicate themselves. And he got past the five year chemotherapy point. Uh, this one guy in here, he was six years cancer free. I don't I don't know if there's any follow ups on him from beyond that, but uh, that's amazing. But the story of, of the Hoxie Clinic was that this guy knew how to cure cancer he just knew it he had patients he would he would test his methods out on and he would heal them he'd be like okay these people don't have this this disease anymore um but there was one lady who uh went to his clinic and because she got burned basically like really bad literally by radiation and they just said well that didn't work you just got to go die then right so they just see you later which is really sad um so she goes to the hoxie clinic because why the hell not her family's still not on board which is insane to me it's just like like the the idea that like okay well this is our i mean okay either what's the end game you just let her die like or something it's a very weird psychology with all this because they had, they had a nurse daughter who just didn't agree right she just didn't agree um damn it dude well you know it ends happy though right the nurse goes out because she sees what's happening she goes i'm gonna go work for him and i'm gonna like expose him like it's kind of like a like a hunter s thompson like gonzo journalism type thing like i'm gonna go down there and we're i'm gonna put an end to this guy right because he's he's terrible oh wow guess what her mom's perfectly healed and all that stuff and now she and then she spent I think the rest of her working day is working for uh, the Hoxie uh, clinic, which is really, really cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, like uh, that, this, yeah. you can take testimony as you will. Are they science? No, but they kind of are, to be honest. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. They are. It's like the first step in the scientific method is to fucking observe something. If yeah. I tell somebody, if I, if somebody tells me about a cool, like somebody that I like tells me about a cool movie, I usually watch it. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. Like, it's just like, like there's, uh, we allow certain things to be anecdotal, but not not our health, especially when they have a death sentence, you know. Um, and it was funny because the American Medical Association, this is another clinic that they like to another uh, tactic that they like to do. They did the same thing to Royal Raymond Rife and his Rife machine. Uh, they were ready to buy out the Hoxie formula for treatment. And he's like, cool. He's like, my own condition is, has to be available to anybody who has cancer. Like it has to be available to it to them. Uh, they essentially said, actually, it's not going to be available to anybody. We're just we're yeah. buying it, wearing it. It's we're yeah. that's what that is the coldest part of like a private healthcare system because at least there's. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure a public. You know, I'm sure the single payer could have could just bury it, could just have it and throw it away too. So I I, I guess there's any way to do that, but it's it's I mean, we'll just do whatever you guys say. I think that that's the thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> whatever you want yeah, us to yeah. destroy a plane or whatever. Sure, no problem. Exactly, exactly. So um, he would Hoxie would get arrested, right? He would get arrested, and his patients would go to the jail. They'd sneak food into him and everything, and they would demand his release. They would like go outside, like the like the Grinch that stole Christmas. All the people hold hands outside and stuff. They would go out there and demand his release how like how amazing is that it's such a cool story such so a cool, story. cool i looked up the, i looked up the tonic because uh like when i was watching Dark i was pretty curious if you guys want to know what's in it i would love to know it yeah please. Not really what's in it but there's there's a bunch of there's probably more but that you've got a uh, licorice classic red clover classic burdock mm-hmm. classic oh yeah love it stalingia root which i'd never heard of which is a root i think it's native to the southern united states <sighs> Uh, barberry, which is also known as um, Japanese barberry, sometimes like a red berry that is what berberine is made of. Oh, heard yeah, yeah. Berberine, so it's a it's definitely used to control blood glucose and insulin stuff. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense. You have cascara, which is the cherry of a coffee plant. Um, 
prickly ash bark, buckthorn, potassium iodide. That sounds fun. All of that. It's a lot of things that people usually like in this kind of health sphere take Uh already. Um, Definitely licorice, clover, and burdock are a huge, very common. That's the thing. To to the Ray Pete people that like to argue with us, would you stick with the Ray Pete diet if you had cancer? Yo, I'm starting. Yeah, the fucking. I like not. You wouldn't be doing fucking Mexican Mexican Coca Cola five steaks a day. I don't I, think. I, I yeah, do, yeah. I don't think Ray you would Pete, be doing that, man. I I do like a lot of like he's good on like a lot of biochemistry stuff. I like that stuff. You could yeah. tell he just liked to eat ice cream and drink Coca Cola. You <laughs> yeah, could tell that. I, I respect, respect it. it. Like, I respect it. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck me too, dude. It's like I like good food. And, some people like. You know, there's something, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of people in my life are fighters and there's something to be said. Like a lot of people I know really literally need to eat a pint of ice cream, especially male. hundred percent. A lot of them like, literally sure. eat ice cream every fucking day. Yeah. The Michael um, Phelps. Sure. Uh, yeah. The fucking, yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. Phelps, 10 K calories. Yeah. A hundred percent. The average human, the average fucking email job guy, which every Ray P guy I know works a fucking email job. Sorry. <laughs> never seen that on a construction site in my life. Never seen a fucking uh, uh, Ray P guy. But like everyone, like it's like, that's cool. And it's for an aesthetic. Look, I'm sure they look great. I'm sure they got more muscle than I do. But like, and I'm not trying to compare health or anything, but I know what I would do when times get rough and it wouldn't be Ray P. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. I, I would definitely go. Uh, we've already said it. I'm gonna get smuggled into Mexico. I do Gerson Hawk, Hoxley stuff. I would I would do I would do all that. Like I and then if it didn't mm-hmm. work, I would just do Aldous Huxley LSD till I die. That's just yeah. what I would do. You gotta so, yeah, you gotta pick your battles. Hoxley, I would go Hoxley and then Huxley. If, I would go Hoxley work. and I would go to Italy. I think I don't know why. I think I would just go to Rome. I'm just like fuck it, I'm gonna die in Rome. Bucket. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. After a while, I would just then I would get spiritually aligned. And then that, that look, we then we all got to some time. Eat, pray, eat, pray, love. It's exactly. So uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about on this, it's kind of a downer, so we'll have to not uh, end on that. But it's uh, the guys who are getting the guy who got his kid, daughter taken away from him uh, for cancer treatment made me sick to my stomach. It was really the one it reminded me of the Vax documentary where it was a nightmare. And this isn't a private healthcare system, by the way. Like you would think that would be the 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 Canadian thing, right? You would think that would be the socialized healthcare thing, where it's like definitely it definitely is. I'm sure it is. I just it's like okay, but the the thing is, and I'll I'll say the the craziest part where it fucks up both ways is this guy's he's a pharmacist. His name was Jay Matthews, um, and he he didn't want his his little girl had cancer, and like he could tell, and he again he's a pharmacist. I think he understands what he's prescribing people. And it's, there's a little disconnect when you're prescribing stuff at a CVS or whatever to like, Oh, it's my own family that needs it. Um, they gave his little girl a 20% chance of, of making it through. All right. Um, without amputation, which later in the series of truth about cancer, they talk about amputation and stuff and like, you know, surgical mastectomies and all that stuff and how scary that actually is. Uh, the medical facility, had an idea that he was going to be weird about the way he wanted to treat his daughter. Basically, you know, with the methods we were talking about before, he was going to try to explore alternative treatments. So they put armed guards around the facility where his daughter was staying at with where she was sick. Uh, She was put on chemotherapy, forced to be put on chemotherapy. um, And she was infected with MRSA and had this disgusting wound growing, which eventually they had to amputate on her. Um, he got custody after that. So he had lost custody during that time because he would not give his child chemotherapy, which if you've been following the whole gender thing, it's a similar process. Mm-hmm. 
There's, yeah. This is legal precedent for that, in my, I think, um, is the whole like, oh, certain states, like I think Oregon's one of them, like where it's like, oh, my, you know, your child decided wow. they're this and you don't want to call them that or you don't want to refer to them that or you want to deny them care. They're wards of the state at that point. Um, and the, the cold part about it is so he gets custody back after they've already injected her with enough drugs and performed enough uh, medical procedures on her. He gets her back. He, the hospital got paid out $2.2 million by his insurance when he didn't have custody. Whoa. It's killer. It's killer. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely killer. Um, so I would say that just like, it's scary. I mean, it's scary. I don't, I don't, I don't have a child. So it's not, it's not, uh, it's not for me to say, cause I, under, I understand the idea of like, Oh, I know what I would do for myself, but it would be scary. You know, I, I can understand being in that, that time and being like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Should I just follow the doctor's advice? Cause it's not actually my life. It's the life I'm in charge of. I, I feel like I know what I would do, but you know, it's, you're not. I mean, unless you've put up a huge fight, you're not allowed to deny that because even the court of public opinion, the most of America thinks chemotherapy works. So, yeah. like, if you told that story to someone, they're like, well, yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you? You don't want your daughter to beat cancer. So you yeah. just you're on an island. It's crazy. You really need to build a network at that point, And you need to, like. That's when you make hippie your commune. own fucking documentary, hippie, hippie. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hippie, hippie commune, Instagram. I mean, luck like back then, like that's where I think honestly, like social media really comes into play and like helps is like, you can, yeah. you might get shut down at some point, but like every social media and you're just blasting off like what's happening. Cause like, you want to get that support. You want to have somebody to be like, Hey man, like I, I can help you guys out. Like I can, you know, you know, do that's it's your only bet at that point because that has got to be scary. There was that other girl. Her name was like Cassandra something. Like she was just forced to get chemotherapy when she didn't want it. They strapped her to the bed and stuff and started injecting her. Yeah. Um, had police, 12 cop cars outside the house to take her to the facility to get to get chemo. I mean, it's it's the cancer industrial complex. It's I think it's it's part of the medical industrial complex, but it's its own wing. It's its own like like cancer is definitely how this country operates because um you don't want to cure everybody i mean you don't like it's 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 you need to sell the threat of the the fear you need to sell the fear of the virus yeah. it's also the perfect people to get chemo it's the perfect disease because a heart attack can kill you immediately there's no money in that you just plop dead cancer it's scary you don't really know what causes it it's kind of like amorphous it's could be this could be that is it metastasized blah blah, blah. and it's like slow you got like you got nine months of paying a huge bill to the hospital. Uh, you got, you know, it's, it's just a perfect money making machine kind of, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that like it's designed for that. It's just is the, it's like the bread and butter of that system kind of a thing. Right. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. No. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it's like from the doctor's perspective, uh, Rashid Budar was saying like, you know, if you help a patient outside of approved treatments and they survive, you don't get credit for that. So yeah. like there is like a thing. However, if you give them chemo and they die, they're just like, they'll just say like, okay, ah, what can, what can you do? How sad? Like we have, like, it's weird when people get like religious about things. Like it's like a religious method, the way we like market cancer to people where it's like, ah, you got it somehow. It just occurred. You got it. And then like you died. It's like, ah, luck of the draw, you know? Like our treatments and stuff. It's like, it's really weird how we're like, we're probably like the least religious that we've ever been. But like mm. our healthcare operates on that sense. I mean, they know better. I'm not saying that, but 
it's it's more like if you ever hear people talk about like disease they just they think it's just luck of the draw which in a in a way sometimes it is but like nah we we pretty much we pretty much know why we're getting things and it's exactly it's exactly like that with covid is exactly the same playbook mm-hmm. it's like the same it's the same story you just see it over and over again yeah mental health even i see it with mental health oh, now, yeah. you know, like my my sister's boyfriend's little sister's like 15 or something and She's saying she needs to be on Vivance because she has this and that. And like, what is that? They they hand that out like Skittles. I don't know. I don't know what it is, Vyvanse? but I hear Vivance. I hear it all it's the time, speed. though. It's speed. It's a. Uh, it's um. Uh, it's like Lillian or Adderall, but I think it's less. I I've taken it before for fun. Um, I don't have to pretend I have a mental illness. I can just take drugs when I want to. That base, <laughs> yeah, base. <laughs> Yeah. No, of course. But, uh, yeah. You know, she's a totally normal kid. She's a completely normal kid. And she just, there's this hype, this, you know, this whole fear over, over therapeutic, therapeutic generation of kids self, self-diagnosing. I know uh, that poor girl. I'd love an update on what happened with that poor girl that had to get, you know, arm amputated. Like I, I who knows, you know, it could, it could be any number. Of, hopefully, you know, hopefully she's the next great, like holistic doctor or something like that, you know, like, cause it's, it's just like, I, I don't know, you know, what she, you, you wonder, cause it's, it's sad. Cause you know, and then, and then the documentary ends on like, there's that lady who, she had pancreatic cancer. I mean, th- that's a lady that was, I don't know why she kept getting cancer and cancer and cancer. Um, her cancer returned. It was that real skinny blonde lady. Um, and she went down to the Hoxley uh, Institute and, and got and got treated and she went twice. I mean, you know, and 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 she, you know, the, you could see the confidence in her face. Like she's like, I can I can survive anything, you know, at that point. Like and it's it's well, I just I want people to know just to wrap this up and not be so negative, like this is not don't be scared to watch this this is a wonderful wonderful thing and um, we're you know geo we'd love to have you on for the other ones and you, you don't really have a choice because our audience is going to demand it probably um so you don't you don't have a choice to opt out uh, it's like your guys healthcare, you know and uh yeah you got it you got to show up but like the the uh the episode two like the, these are all like it's got a it's got a nice vibe like ty bollinger starts off with him like playing with his kids and his nice fun family and on instagram all his kids are all grown now so it's nice to see that um and it's it's it should actually be a white pill for you it's a red pill but it's a white pill you know it's not because like you'll you know, if anybody's not super online there's there's ways you know you have the red pill where it's like oh my god everything i ever learned was a lie but then that leads to the black pill to ah, it doesn't matter you know whatever everything's fucked anyways no this is like actually i, I know what i can do if i eventually get this disease that affects one in two men. And I think one in three women, you know, like or whatever the, the number is, but it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's sadly something, I don't think the numbers are going to go down as far as cases. Um, I, I really don't, especially with, with, I mean, they have blue talkies now. I mean, like, <laughs> like the chips, they're just blue. We just changed the color of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Just, well, how do you think that happens? You know, uh, red red dye number forty. We switch from red dye number forty to the Smurf blue. Which, uh, what does that even do for sales? I don't even know. Anyways, it's <laughs> again like we have stuff like that. It's it's here to stay. You can even like you said, Sai said, like you could be a diet essentialist. It might still, you know, it might still find its way. So it's a good way to find out to combat this and. uh you know we're gonna we're gonna explore the rest of the series. I'm gonna sigh if, you, if you're down. I mean they're they're really good. You know like yeah. I don't even think I think actually some of the other episodes are shorter too. Like I think that was like the longest one. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, Geo, thank you for coming through. That was great. Yeah, I appreciate it. 
Yeah. It was always, it's always fun. Um, I wanted to do a proper cancer episode and I want to keep doing them because it's like, you know, you can talk about all these crazy things. Like we won't, I don't think we'll be dealing with, I mean, it sounds dumb, but like COVID is like, there's a select part of the population that thinks COVID is like real still. And like, they're just going to be there forever. But for the most part, people have moved on, but you can't really move on from cancer. You can only treat it. And um, so, you know, take care of yourself guys, because that's the best way to, that's the best way to at least, you know, I, we're all about improving terrain, right? Like, like I'm not, I'm not a full on terrain theory guy. I think a lot of viruses are real. However, the type of terrain theory I believe in is that you need to create a terrain to if you do get sick it shouldn't just absolutely cripple you and it should be a lot easier to treat it so like it's like the one straw the book run straw revolution um where the guy spent years just curating soil and just curing the soil on his uh on his property he had bought this like lame ass farm that nobody wanted but all he did was just took his time getting the soil right and then that all of a sudden he had yields of all types of stuff that people from around the world couldn't figure out how he was getting it. And it was called do nothing gardening because he took care of the soil. He doesn't care about any of the other part of it. So take care of yourself. It uh, doesn't matter what kind of health care you have. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. Take care of yourself. Don't don't sit around waiting for communism. Don't sit around waiting for epic libertarian uh, health care. Don't, don't, don't do any of that. Don't sit around waiting for it. Take care of yourself.